This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. not entirely fucked oh, technology hello mixler people uh yeah there's a few in there great all right ready welcome to the chelsea fancast the friday iteration of the show that offends your ears every monday but of course a subtle difference the friday is really all about previewing uh what's happening this weekend we've got a match against newcastle and we have a little bit of a more serious tone because we have a lot to get through in a short space of time. And I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. And uh, Mr. Beanie Man is below me in the mix, in the in the Zoom sense of the word. Certainly nothing else. Jonathan, how are you? Great. It's great to be here. I'm good. Thank you. I had my, my jab yesterday, had my vaccine. Did so, you now? Yes. Yeah, so if I... Uh... If something suddenly happens to me in the course of this, it'll be um, the vaccine's fault. If I suddenly turn into Bill Gates, you just have to deal with it. Okay. Well, I'm very glad to hear you've been jabbed, mate. It's I saw your picture. Yeah, we yeah. looked like you had your underpants around your face. Funnily enough, yeah, I had a. Um, uh, I took a video of it. I felt that would be too much because it was. I was. I got too emotional. Got a bit loveyish about it, you know, as one does, you know. But yeah, they were great. It was really good. I had a. I had a real, real Cockney girl with me. From the Askew Road, just before me, she said, "You all right? You managing?" She said, "You are you all right then?" I said, "Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thanks very much. It's been uh, it's it's uh, it's 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 good. This isn't it to be doing this? Oh yeah, we all have got to do this. We all got to do this. Yeah, I love it." She said, "My son's come with me," and uh, and uh, then she wheezed her way into the place. She said, "Oh yeah, I'm making history." She said, "I'm making history." It was uh, it was lovely actually. Lovely, good stuff. Well, I'm very glad to hear you've. You've had your jab, mate, because we, we can't afford to lose you, as Monday night, of course, proved what a superstar you are. Anyway, uh, we do have, we are in the presence of greatness tonight. Uh, Jonathan and my favourite, favourite um, fancaster, really. He's vastly becoming, largely because he makes us laugh, but he's also far more knowledgeable 
than me and JK. You know, the one and only Mark Meehan. Good evening, Chidge. Good evening, Chidge. Uh, good evening, Chidge, twice. Good evening, Jonathan. Good evening, Sam. Good evening, good people of Mixler. Hope everyone's keeping well. Kind of deference I like, Mark. You know, I'm so good. So good I said it twice. Exactly that. Now, uh, we're uh, we're also absolutely delighted that, as you know, on a Friday night, we have uh, one of our, our, our journalist friends with us as well. And uh, we've uh, now had Adam and Sam on both the Friday and the Monday shows. So they, they, they have no excuses now. They know exactly what to expect. Um, Sam actually revealed, Sam Incasar's with us from Football London, by the way, tonight, but to Sam actually revealed he'd had a couple of beers before the show. So he's 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 in in tip-top form to do a Chelsea fan cast, I would vouch. Sam, good to see you, mate. You well? You're not supposed to say that. My boss might be listening. I can always edit that out, unless he's listening to Mixler, <laughs> in which case well, you're stuffed. Very small beers, though, weren't they? Just oh, they it is, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those little tiny little craft beers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so just, just a couple of those, so I'm all right. Teacup, absolutely, yeah. Exactly. But yes, I'm very well, thank you, Chidge. Uh, thank you very much for having me on, as always, and good to see you, Jonathan and Mark, as well, as always. Yeah, it's good to see you all. And uh, I know you are at the presser today, weren't you, Sam? I was indeed. Yeah. I Virtually. Mean, it, yeah, we are. Well, yeah, virtually. I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, really, I, I think, you know, if there is news this week, it, it's all very much to do with the match last night, which we, was a bit, oh, God, turgid to say the least. Um, I mean, if I can, I can, we can do, I mean, I thought Tuchel, again, was really, I'm really warming to this guy. There was a passage in there, which actually has nothing to do with what I was going to talk about, actually, but I just, it really struck me because, um, he was talking about social media and the fact that he ignores it. But he was talking about self-awareness a lot. And and I thought that was really, really interesting. And the fact that you can't control the external and you can't control what other people say or do. And I, th I'm really warming to this guy. I mean, are you press boys, uh, you know, drinking the, the two called Kool-Aid yet? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think he's Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, I can't. Can I just add a little note to it? Yeah, 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 of course. What he, what he, what he also said was about. Um, uh, you obviously take on board when somebody flatters you, but similarly, you take on board when somebody criticizes you. And he said that's the trouble with social media. That just a, made a point that I thought was. Um, I thought of you immediately, Chidge. I thought, blimey. Yeah, he's, it was weird reading it. It really was. So, have you drunk the uh, Tuchel Kool Aid yet, Sam? Yeah, I th he's great. Um, it, he just he obviously comes across as a very knowledgeable and intelligent man, um, and in j just for almost being sensible, as you as you were saying in those comments about being self aware on social media and not reading the criticism, or even if there's any positivity, he doesn't really take any attention to it. Um, he just strikes me as an assured person, knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about, and I think that's probably what Chelsea needed. Actually, in fairness, it's someone that can bring a sense of structure to the club um, after the uh, after Frank Lampard obviously left. Um, and yeah, I'm certainly drinking the, the, the Tuchel Kool-Aid, as, as you put it at the moment. Tuchel-Aid, we'll call it Tuchel-Aid. The Tuchel-Aid, the Tuchel-Aid, yeah, absolutely. His press conferences are thoroughly enjoyable um, because he just he, he's very engaging um, and he makes you want to listen to him as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying what, what, what he's saying at the moment and also what he's saying is putting it into practice on the pitch is, is working as well. Well, I mean, that's a good place to start with Burnley, really. I mean, I do want to talk about Tammy because his was really the only performance of note. But uh, it, 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 you know, I think rather than have a 20-minute a, a 
you know, delve into like how annoyed we all were about what a pants performance it was, which would be very easy to do. We don't really have the time to do that. So I'd rather just pick out a couple of things. And the first thing really, Mark, is that he 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 interestingly changed it uh, in the second half. Well, at half time, in fact, uh, he brought Christensen off because, of course, Christensen had a headache. Bless him. Um, he wasn't concussed, from what I understand, and he brought Rudiger on. But basically, the, the key thing was that he went four two three one, and it kind of worked, really. I mean, I know we can argue it was still quite shit in the second half, but it, you know, it's good to see him making changes uh, and changing at the right time. If there was a criticism of Frank that sometimes he left his substitutions till too late, uh, I thought it was. Yeah, we won't spend too long on it. I thought we stank the place out, especially in the first half last night. You know, seemed shocked at uh, Barnes's ability to press, you know, despite that sort of like, you know, Derby County baseball ground tribute pitch. Um, so, yeah, praise to him. He changed it at half time. You know, I think he would have changed it anyway, irrespective of whether Christensen had got the knock in the head. So I think that's what I quite like about him. You know, he is willing to, sort of, you know, try things, but then if they're not working, he's willing to change them. And it was it was better in the second half, certainly. Uh, and I thought the idea of switching Callum Hudson-Odoi, you know, you've said it before on this show, you know, trying him on the left-hand side, you know, whether you play him on the right, play him on the left, he is playing well on either wing at the moment. And I think the only other thing I'd say about last night was the two things, you know, uh, we lost to them in 2008 to with a better Chelsea side, you know, so as awful as last night was, you know, we got through, we're in the sixth round, we've got a home draw. And my God, did we miss Mason Mount last night? Well, well, I haven't even scripted that because it's just so flaming obvious that we really missed him. Um, now, JK. Ah. JK. Yes? The thing that really intrigued me last night, and I mean, you know, we were all, uh, you know, I mean, Sam will know too because he's in our WhatsApp group. We were all a bit fed up with it. I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, I was kind of... I was a few beers in, actually, because I'd done a big Zoom session with my best mate. I actually even missed the first 10 minutes, I'm ashamed to say. But I was kind of like, you know, navigating Twitter, Discord and the WhatsApp group. But it was pretty much a similar theme for everybody. But the thing that really I can't understand, you know, we had all, I mean, for, interestingly enough, nearly all of the changes that I predicted were pretty much bang on. So actually, it was a real opportunity for some of the, the players who haven't had much of a chance recently to impress. And to be brutally frank, most of them failed that, I thought, miserably, but none more so than Pulisic and Ziyech. Um, now, I, I've since read Simon Johnson's excellent piece on Ziyech, which kind of puts a little bit of his poor performances into context. And I was pretty scathing, as you know, I was very full of lazy what's it and, you know, minimum requirement to put a shift in. Now, OK, Simon's article, very, very good. Simon Johnson of The Athletic, very good article which does provide a bit of mitigation. But I have to say, JK, what is wrong with those two? What How, is why the, is their form so appalling at the moment? What is, what is the mitigation, though? I didn't read the article. That he's, ha he's not had enough minutes. He's, you know, he's had a couple of injuries which have really hampered him. Um, he's played the equivalent of about 11 games in the last year because of the way that the Dutch season ended peremptorily. Then he got his injury in the only preseason game we had. Um, and apparently, you know, I I don't know. I mean, Sam might have some insight onto this, but it was a bit of a fluff piece. And there were lots of, un, uh, you know, unnamed sources quoted from the club. So it sounds like somebody's, you know, trying to... He's a nice lad. Everybody likes him. But... He's nice to children and, and animals, you know. All that I, kind of I think, I think not to be fair to him, they had three men on him all the time. You know, they're everything, which was... Um, they were immensely capable of doing. And I take my hat off to them. But at the same time, 
surely. A Your team... hat's still on, by the way. My yeah, this beanie's still on because it's cold in here. All right, um, you said you were going to take it off, and uh, I will eventually. Um, it, it, it's warming my heart at the moment. Um, but no, I, I, I wondered whether um, that would be an excuse for them, and that they were constantly they had three men on top of them, and I, I admire um, Barnsley's efforts to keep it going for the whole 90 minutes because they what, played what, well didn't they actually well well they, they didn't play well as much as they they kept to the game plan yeah. brilliantly what the fact that we failed so miserably to deal with it does not reflect well on any of the players at all and um I, and, and i think that tuchel himself was uh, slightly taken aback by the amount of shouting that went on from him to, um all the way through the game he was trying to organize them because somehow I don't think he believes that they be, they can be so naive about things. There's a great deal of naivety about when people press them. And he's clearly discovered this thinking that they would be able to deal with it. There's not. There's a They panic madly. I mean, yes, uh, the, the fact that he changed it in the second half, I felt gave Kante suddenly became a much more prominent player in that setup because I thought he was all at sea um, with the press. I mean, I, 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 do, I do find it bizarre that they still attempt to piddle the ball about out, out of defence when there are three men rushing at them. I just, surely what you do is play the ball long. I mean, it, all right, the ball may come back, but what you need is the goalkeeper. That's why supposedly the goalkeeper is practices this, tries to pick out your own players rather than aimlessly booting the ball up the pitch to nobody because then it comes back very quickly. But at least you're not in the situation of having somebody chase you down within the, you know, the last five yards. It just, it, it, it was a it was a it was a I thought it was a similar performance to to against Sheffield but in the but Sheffield couldn't keep going in the second half I think they did much more running than um uh well perhaps Barnsley are fit aside it just seemed to be that was their major way of playing and uh you know it weren't here here's a, a new one if it weren't for Kepper we'd have lost it and uh Kepper made a couple of really good saves you know and you wonder right if he if he if it's a clean sheet with it, if the, you know we were all back to the beginning, will will he be playing against um, Newcastle on Monday? If I he, hope not. No, indeed, but uh, you know I because I, I thought he was still really flaky. At, no, he, uh, he missed a couple. He missed a couple. Yeah, he, that tendency for me, he missed with a punch. He's as got well. more fear of crosses than Dracula, mate. Yeah, um, I mean, but, and actually, Tammy bailed him out. Bailed him out. A, he did. He did. Which but, is, uh, you wonder. I don't know what whether he's being given um, uh, advice by the. Um, by the board, uh, somebody rather beautifully put on Twitter last night. Um, quick, somebody get a whole, um, get the highlights of Kepper's. Yeah, uh, it was Joe, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And then send it off to uh, to to um, La Liga and see yeah. if anybody. Uh, there was another quote on Twitter last night. I don't know if people saw. Um, I, I felt a bit sorry for Vaziech because yeah, I know it's a bit damn do, damn don't, and he needs the football. But you're looking at that pitch, I still thought it was a strange game to sort of play him in and play him in for the 90 minutes. He kept giving the ball away. Uh, but there was a quote on Twitter saying, Ziyech was like a dog with a balloon. <laughs> That's a lovely... I've heard that before. I just it was a, a the only other thing I would have said, Pulisic was, worries me more than Ziyech. Yeah. Because I, I don't... And I, I can't put my, my you know, sort of finger on it because he looks a shadow of the player last year. And sort of like always one for a conspiracy theory, and, and obviously he went AWOL at the weekend for sort of Super Bowl, and it sort of reminds me of the times. Sort of well, like family the... issues, to be fair, Mark. I know, I know, but I know that. Well, maybe that that's what's affecting him. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe is is a, is a family issue. Yeah, and obviously the joke was made about the Super Bowl, but it just reminds me of the time back in the 1980s. You might remember a band called Motley Crue, 
And there was a story that went that they were just about to embark on a world tour and their band leader, Nikki Six, sort of was involved with car, a car crash or drugs. So they got old Pamela Anderson. Oh, yeah. Uh, So they got this guy in to impersonate as a doppelganger, Nikki Six, for a year. Then when he'd recovered, they sort of sacked him. And this guy made this claim several years later and had photographs, you know, on on tour with them. And it was either sort of like a brilliant conspiracy story or the the mind of a lunatic. I'm just wondering whether in a couple of years time, you know, the real Christian Pulisic is going to emerge and says, like, you know, someone's been impersonating me for the last three or four months, you know. Yeah, well, it is odd, isn't it? I mean, very odd. Sam, yeah. did you, Sam, did you get any kind of? I mean, because it's so blaringly or glaringly obvious. I mean, we know that there are a lot of Chelsea players at the moment who are not, I don't think, in exceptionally good form. A point we're going to return to later in the show, but I think the most glaring are Pulisic and Ziyech and Havertz, of course. And I know Tuchel talked about him, but have you got any insight as to what's going on with Havertz, uh, with Ziyech and Pulisic, and what Tuchel thinks about that? Um, I mean, with Ziyech, I think it it might have been a case of almost trying too hard, I think, last night. Um, it, it was almost like he, he he was by far the most the player on the pitch that would have had the most quality in, in, in that position on the pitch. Um, but Barnsley, to be fair, as you rightly point out, they, 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 they did a number on him. As soon as he got the ball, there was he was he was double marked. Uh, he had no time and space to pick his passes. The only really good thing that he did was put that uh, free kick onto the head of Rudiger, which he steered wide in the second half. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I can understand where people are coming from when they say that Ziyech hasn't quite had the time or and, and has had an injury-disrupted start to the campaign, which he has. Uh, I am more concerned about Pulisic, as, um, as you rightly say. I think Pulisic last night was very quiet. Um, you're talking about where, where, when's the Pulisic going to appear that was there before. I mean, we kind of saw it at the back end of last season after lockdown um, when uh, he was he was in great form, but he just looked really off the pace last night, um, almost like he wasn't really sure of his role. And it was it was um, it's, it's, it's I don't want to just slate two players saying Ziyech and Pulisic have been have, have been bad in the, in since um, since Tuchel has arrived, but because neither have really played that much. But that, like, so that's got to be a real concern in that the two two big money signings over the last couple of years are not quite at it with with, with a new manager in charge. Mm. Or you could say the same about Havertz, although there are reasons there. You could say the same about Werner, although there are reasons there. You could even, if you were being particularly harsh. Uh, say the same about Chilwell. So it's an issue. Funnily enough, uh, Sam, that is going to be the theme of my piece that I should be winging it. Well, which will be winging its way to you sometime over the weekend. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you say that because um, and, I mean, this, I'm not going to say what he said, but Thomas Tuchel went on a big diatribe about Ben Chilwell um, in his um, in the written section of his press conference. So you might want to keep. I your might eyes well do for that. that. Um, yeah. uh, Half past, half past ten tomorrow night when that when that okay well Chilwell it. will feature less than the others but I think it, it's good to point him out because he is another expensive new arrival now somebody who is not uh, expensive or a new arrival and I think gets a very bad bad rap from far too many of us actually is Tammy Abraham and I think if anybody came out of the game with any you know any kudos last night it was Tammy Jonathan um, I thought a really good goal, actually. Beautiful. Made, another made in Cobham goal. God love them. You know, Gilmore, James, Tammy Abraham, boom. But actually, I think, as everybody has been saying, I mean, it's been the main kind of the centrepiece of a lot of the news. It's his, def- And it was in, in the post-match presser afterwards, which he was at. But 
It was his defensive abilities, almost Drogba-esque, one could say, heading balls away time and time again. And, of course, clearing that one uh, out of the way when Kepa flapped. Well, he did his uh, status within the, within, the, within the manager's eyes, no harm at all. He, um, he seemed to be... Uh, he, he doesn't enjoy playing in a two when they played him with Werner recently when he got taken off at half-time. Um, so it gives him a great deal of... Um, uh, and allows him to be more fluid. You, you can see he knows what he's doing, unlike Pulisic, if we said he was completely invisible. Um, but um, uh, I loved the way that uh, James hugged him after the goal. It was a really emotional moment because it was they're such good mates, and it was um, it was joyous to see that. And uh, and it obviously means a lot to them as well. So I just just clear something up. Are you not allowed, Sam, to talk about um, uh, uh, the chill? Embargoed, isn't it? It's embargoed till tomorrow, is it? Yeah, 10.30 p.m. tomorrow night. So, yeah, I can't... I can't, I no, can't no, of course, of course. No, I'm just intrigued. I've never heard of that before. No, it's just interesting. I thought the people listening would, would like to know that, in fact. Uh, because the game, because the game's yeah, on no, Monday, um, the embargo... The, the, the embargo yeah. no, just, I, I always thought embargo night, was a nightclub. So, you know, I've learned something tonight. I thought to it was a band. <laughs> Infernos. <laughs> I, um, I remember Tramp was my era. Tramp and Annabelle's. Oh, they right, OK. I'm so unsurprised. Um, you make a very good point there, actually, JK. And it's also something, funnily enough, that is going to feature in my article. And you're right. The the, the boys from Cobham, the Cobham crew, as London, as Blue would have it, are, are regularly the ones that are turning up, regularly the ones that are putting it in, regularly the ones that are improving in their performances, regularly the ones that it clearly means something to. All of these things that we would have presumed anyway, but it's good to see them doing that. But it's interesting, isn't it, that they are the ones who are... Uh, succeeding under Tuchel who's uh, the rest of them are taking backward steps in a all way all of that will be revealed in my piece Jack. but I just say that the one thing he needs to do Adoy which I watched him a few times is to do the Robin thing which is even playing on the right Robin's on the left obviously is he comes inside he's got plenty of room he has to hit the top corner with that shot because he can play it he just keeps pushing it over the bar and Robin's great thing all through his his a stratospheric career what a player he was was to get, just cut in, whip it round, and it would always go in the top left-hand corner, which is, I don't know, practice, just uh, um, uh, something that he developed. Obviously, well, mind you, he could do it when he was 20, so they're the same age. But uh, if he could start doing that, I think he'd become absolutely the complete player. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm so pleased for him. I'm so pleased that he's made such such uh, um, progress this season. I really am. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I mean, right, okay, we should wrap this part up, really, because we've got uh, Will waiting in the wings, as it were. Talking of wings, Jonathan, anyway. The reality is, and I think, you know, Sam and Mark, really, you know, Tuchel did make this point, and, and sometimes I think we, we lose sight of this. In fact, actually, sometimes I think we get too hung up on the performance, and we can't have it both ways. You know, John, Jonathan and I argue nearly every week. It's about winning. God damn it. It's about winning trophies. God damn it. It's about winning games. Well, you know, so, so sometimes, you know, we need to recognise that we prefer to win than to lose playing beautiful football. I mean, we don't want to be Arsenal about, about this, do we? But Tuchel kind of made that point too, that, you know, it's a cup match, horrible match though it was, horrible pitch and all of that, horrible place to go on a Thursday night. We won. We're in the next round. We're in the quarterfinals against Sheffield United. And I have to say, Sam, Given the other uh, teams left in, although you know a lot of the big guns are out, that's a good draw, I think. Yeah, it's a great draw. I and think at home, the of course, that they could have had. And at home, yeah, that that that's the big one. I think of it being at home as well. Um, I think Tuchel was absolutely spot on in his assessment in that it was just a game that that Chelsea needed to get through. 
in, in fairness, quite a few of the games at the moment, especially with having played five games in two and a half weeks, it's, it's, it's actually quite hard to remember that Tuka's only been in their job for, le- for just over a fortnight. So you, I'm not saying cutting some slack, but you have to take that into consideration that it, it's been such a hectic time for him to try and learn about his players, learn about his squad, who can do what, who can play where. Um, and I think, yeah, the draw has been kind for Chelsea. And he even mentioned it in one of his introductory press conferences. He was like, the, the, the idea when you take a job at Chelsea is that you compete for trophies. And he didn't, he certainly didn't want a, a cup set and that horrible cliche on, on, on his resume uh, being knocked out by a, by a mid-table championship. So I had no disrespect to Barnsley, who I actually thought played very well last night. They played very well. So yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's um, it, they're obviously bigger fish to fry, uh, but I think getting through to the quarterfinal stage, just getting through that game was absolutely yeah. right. I mean, Mark, uh, you've been around the block and then some. You've seen lots of cup sets at Chelsea. We used to that used to be our signature move, didn't it, back in the day? So you must be delighted that we've uh, you know staggered across the line. As I think, actually, I'll read you this. This is this is beautiful from Barnet. You know, spy really well, like me, don't you, mate? Yep. He says. Uh, so the main thing Chelsea has learned in the last month seems to be how to stagger over the line. Now, as, as somebody who staggers over the line to get the train home after being in the Atlas for too long after games, that's something I can totally empathise with. And that's really all that matters. We're in the, we're in the next round, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, as I said before we came on, yeah, we might have sunk the place out last night for large parts of that game. But we're in the sixth round of the Cup. If you look at the other draws... You know, whether the balls were in the fridge last night that went in our favour for a change, you know, Everton drawing Man City, Leicester drawing Man United. You know, so you've got to say home at Sheffield United is a very good draw for us. Then you're in the semi-final, who knows? And, you know, we love the FA Cup. You know, we do. You know, you know, and it was just so frustrating last year losing that game at Wembley to Arsenal when I think we should have won it. Yeah. So, again, if there's a chance to make amends this year, get back to Wembley and this, this time win it. It's a shame fans won't be there. But none, nonetheless... You know, it might not have been pretty last night, but we got the job done. Tammy, you know, best defender on the pitch as well as best striker. Yeah, we're in the hat for the next round and a good chance of go, going all the way. So there's my eternal optimism for the evening. Lovely. Amen to that. Uh, now we've got to have a break. And then after that break, we're going to have the lovely, we're going to the return of Will from the Talk of the Tune, the Newcastle United podcast, because of course we've got them coming up on Monday night. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to say thank you, Sam, as ever. Always lovely to see you. Becoming a nice regular on the old fancast. Jonathan's got his thumbs up. Mark's got his thumbs up. Bloody hell. Yeah. Again. Well, we got you back on. I think we got you on a a couple of weeks' time. You're back on Friday. We've got Adam next week, and then you're again on the Friday. So stay safe. Keep uh, delivering some great stuff for Football London. I enjoy reading it, as you know, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. So uh, lovely to see you, and we'll see you soon. Uh, As always, thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate it. Great Great stuff. Right. Cheers, JK. Cheers, Mark. As we well. will be back in a minute. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Cheech, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? 
Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show. And as ever, the absolutely beautitious Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Chidge, I don't even know what that means. Nor do I. I made it up. I made it up. It's lovely to see you. Thank you, and you too. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, we've also got uh, Mr. Mark Meehan, the, uh, I mean, you know, without whom, without whose knowledge we would be royally stuffed, as as we would, uh, as we find out every week. Good to see you, Mark. Good to see you too. Good to be on the fan cast tonight. Yeah, looking well. Now, uh, as you all know, it's about time for this. The Opposition View. And that's right. On the opposition view this week, we have, of course, of course now we're coming around for the, you know, the return of the matches we had earlier in the season when we kind of started getting this going. And I'm delighted to say uh, we've got the return of Will from uh, the Talk of the Tune podcast. Will, how are you, dear boy? Good evening. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Just very pleased that you, you've got us back on. Just means it mustn't have been all that shit last time. So I'm taking that as a win. Yeah. yeah, taking that as a win. Well, I think I always say afterwards, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. So, you know, <laughs> if we call you, you know you did well. It's that simple, yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I was thinking it was getting closer to Monday. I've not heard anything from you, so I was uh, <laughs> I, I've a bit had a, I've had a busy week, man. I've had a really, <laughs> I've had a really busy week, but uh, there you go. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, you know, you know, Newcastle have been up and down like the proverbial yo-yo since we last spoke. Uh, and I know you were pretty grumpy last time we spoke, particularly about... I was quite surprised, actually, the, the extent of your grumpiness about Steve Bruce. But am I wrong in saying your form has actually picked up a bit? I mean, I would say an away win against Everton and a home win against New, uh, against Southampton, that represents a, a slight up, up kick in form. Would I be right or have I got that wrong? Uh, I guess what you missed, Chid, is that we didn't win a game in nine games prior to Everton and sandwiched between the Everton result and the Southampton result, we lost against Crystal Palace. So, indeed, indeed. 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, no, no wins in, in nine games. I think picked up two points. One was against Liverpool, which admittedly was a good result. Uh, the other was against or, Fulham. Or, or is it Will at the moment? Or is well, it? Might have been the ones that booked that trend, actually. We were the, we were the starting point. But uh, one point against Fulham at home, who were down to 10 men, isn't the best result. So no, I'm still as grumpy, but that's just my, my general demeanour. Stevie Bruce just... Uh, it uh, just adds to that pain, unfortunately. Haven't you got a new um, coach who's come in? He's supposed to have set the uh, set the players alight with their uh, great tag. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's really put the cat amongst the pigeons. That one. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, so Graham Jones, who's obviously his background is Roberto Martinez's assistant, all through Belgium, Wigan, Everton, most recently with Bournemouth. We paid a bit of money to get him in. It's, uh, yeah, lots of speculation doing the rounds that journalists are trying to dispel and fans are going mad for, but it's almost... There's one theory that he's kind of the man on the ground doing the coaching work on the training ground and he's the one barking the orders at the side and, and then Stevie Bruce is responsible for all the kind of the, the standard managerial stuff. So speaking to the press, doing the press conferences. The big close-ups. The big close-ups. Yeah. Going, oh, yeah. And, oh, 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 oh. There's also lots of people saying, so he... So Graham Jonesaki came in just before the Everton result. So, of course, after no wins in nine, Graham Jones comes in. We're thinking, is this a coincidence or is this what's, what the hell's going on here? But he's come in. We've beaten Everton away, which is a great result. Uh, we're starting to think, oh, hello, what's going on here? We've immediately changed our style of play. We've changed our formation. Don't know if this is like a work in progress from Bruce or I don't know. The, the jury's still out on it, but we've gone from not winning anything in nine, as I say, as I keep saying, to winning two in three games ever since Graham Jones has come in. So... Something's happened there, uh, but you wouldn't want to put too much on it. So it's watch this space. I'm impressed with Fraser and um, uh, what's his face is scoring all the goals. Um, uh, Callum, well, what's his name? Um, Callum Wilson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who I've always thought was, and we were going on about it when we're trying to buy a centre forward. We were always talking about. I kept saying buy Callum Wilson from yeah. really to yeah. a player, and I think he 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 is a he just looks a class apart to me. And and Fraser sets him up. He's a decent player. They were both very decent players at Bournemouth. And uh, yeah. I'm pleased because he was injured a bit. But I've been, it's his his ability then to bring in who's the other uh, striker? Is it um, Perez? Is, is it um, yeah, not Perez for a long time? For for a while he brought in Joe Linton, but we oh, tend to just play not, one up front him. now. Almiron, isn't it? Has been it, uh, yeah the other guy. He's been yeah, uh, he's been in some good form recently, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Will he, Almiron's been in excellent form actually? Yeah. So the last few games he's been absolutely electric, and he and he topped that off with with a brace against Southampton, which uh, he was definitely man of the match in that game. But the, the Two games prior to that, he's also been very, very good. And I think, personally, I think it's because we've found the right position for him. Uh, we've obviously had Sam Maxima come back into the mix over the last few yeah. games, which has been a breath of fresh air. Good player. Honest, he's an yeah, excellent player, but bit part over the last few games, understandably, as he's coming back from these complications around COVID. And it seems to have gone on for months and months, and it's all a bit fishy around what the hell's gone on there. He was back in France, and he's come back and... I don't know. Don't like to speculate. But, uh, yeah, he's come back and admittedly he had an amazing first half against Southampton. Um, but then second half kind of petered away. And I think that's a fitness thing. And we probably wouldn't have played in the whole game had we not had Jeff Hendrick not had himself sent off, which is really boils my piss. And then had we not finished the game with, with nine men due to injury as well. So, yeah, not ideal, but it's good to have him back. Definitely, he, he brings a completely different dynamic to our uh, to our team. 
Yeah, of course, one person who won't be playing against us, I believe, on Monday, uh, much to Jonathan's delight, I would have thought, because he rates him, but that's Callum Wilson. That's going to be a big miss for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, thanks for bringing that up, Jonathan. It was just just (laughs) quietly wiping a tear away from my eye. I do apologise. I'm raising him. I think he's a fab player. He's great, um, but he's now out for six to eight weeks. Uh, that's taken up a lot of attention in the press obviously him being out because he's he's our number one man I mean he's got a goal pretty much every other game for us this season I think he's got five or six assists 60% or something of our goals have been attributed to Callum Wilson or in some way but it also glosses over the fact that we lost Fabian Cher for eight weeks and we lost Javi Mankio for eight weeks in the same game so it was probably the most Newcastle United result I've ever seen in my life against Southampton Made it very difficult for ourselves. It was 3-1 going into half-time. John Joe Shelby misses a glorious chance to make it 4-1. Oh, Jeff Hendry gets like sent off. Yeah. About <laughs> two minutes later, they score, make it 3-2. Then Cher gets sent off and finishes the game with nine men. And it's just the most... I don't think... My heart, my heart couldn't quite take it towards the end. But just, yeah, we've left ourselves in a very difficult situation with already having a number of our centre-halves out. So threadbed, threadbare squad at the minute, it's safe to say. It was... I got your question, Mark. Who's likely to start? Um, who's likely to start and who I want to start is different questions. If we <laughs> guess, we can probably do it more on a process of elimination as well, really, with who's who's left. Um, with Wilson being out now, it's probably gonna have to be, in my eyes, Dwight Gale who starts, he's probably our most recognised striker. Andy Carroll probably can't do a full game. Joe Linton, his form has been all over the place. Um, as you say, Fraser's still knocking about, so Fraser should play. Almiron's still available, and uh, Sam Maxima should start as well with the lack of depth we now have. So that's a decent three to play off Gale, I would say, in my mind. Uh, we've obviously had this new boy, Joe Willock, come in, who's been a breath of fresh air puts our academy and our, our, our young players to shame, actually, that we've had to bring in a 21-year-old from Arsenal when we've got Sean Longstaff and Matty Longstaff there, but they just haven't been up to they haven't been up to scratch. Um, so in my mind, I'd love to play, a, what is it, 4-2-3-1, two, two holding midfielders being uh, ideally Isaac Hayden and Joe Willock, but with the lack of depth we have at centre-half, Hayden's probably going to have to drop back to centre-half, and then it's just whoever's fit, really. I mean... Kieran Clark, I think his wife's just given birth to a baby, so he should be back. Lascelles may be back. Fernandez may be back. Um, but your wing player is probably going to... You're probably going to have us on the wings, actually, because we'll be playing Emil Kraft at right back, who's been poor this season, and left back. Uh, Jamal Lewis hasn't been the best, and maybe maybe Matt Ritchie. Yeah, so, so I think Hudson-Odoi might have some joy. Uh, on yeah. uh, on Monday night, <laughs> I'm just kind of mulling it over, Will. And I mean, I, I know you're no, you're not a fan of Steve Bruce, and I'm I'm curious as to what's going on there. But kind of hearing it, you know, really for the first time, I I, I don't think I realised quite the extent of the injuries that you've had. So, you know, would it be fair to say that the old Bruce he's had a bit of a rough ride because of the injuries, or is it is it still, you know, are the are the are the two massive still kind of pretty much thumbs down on him? <laughs> Very much thumbs down. Well, I can't, as obviously, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak very much for myself, and I'm very much thumbs down. This is a man, a Premier League manager that who's been quoted in the past saying that he doesn't do tactics. 
And I just think in 2021, you should, how can you be a Premier League manager coming so up we against can the... all, We can all see that, Will. It's <laughs> mad, but how, even Tuchel and, and Guardiola's and these, these young and progressive managers, that it's all about tactics and it's all about having the fittest players on the pitch. And that's where you see results. And he, he doesn't do that. So maybe Graham Jones has come in, observed from the side for a while and has kicked him up the arse on, on that front. But no, there's unfortunately, there's a lot of negative things going on with with Newcastle fans at the minute there's the social media stuff is getting a bit out of hand at the minute I think there's a wider campaign going on on social media with uh, negative comments there's there's loads of death threats going around at the minute which is just it's not yeah it's not on at all but there's a yeah real problem at the minute which needs to be nipped in the bud and it's it's not right at all the the number of the amount of hate that he's getting um you can you cannot agree with his tactics and you cannot like him as a football manager, but a lot of people taking it too far. And yet he's, I mean, he's a Geordie for God's sake. That's what I can't understand because I know you lot. I mean, I've got a few few Geordie mates and you're intensely proud of being Geordies and and and, and you love to have, and I get this too in a, in a much smaller way than you do probably, but it's it, there is something about having, you know, a local guy who gets it, who's one of your own in there. I cannot understand why he gets so much grief. Mm. I think he, he kind of bucks the trend on the Geordie front, to be honest. He, uh, having managed Sunderland for a, for a long, long time, uh, I think he probably, if you had a gun to his head and you asked him who do you support, he'd probably say Man United. Uh, in in all truth, uh, he doesn't just he just doesn't have the passion. I don't feel he's not passionate about the team. He's not passionate about the supporters. Obviously, it's a different kettle of fish when you've got when you've not got fifty two thousand Geordies screaming and. And in uh, would the that be? Would that be a? Uh, I mean, would that be a positive or a negative at the moment? Or maybe he's getting away with it because you're not in there. Makes the good, it makes the good results even better, doesn't it? And it makes the it, it really yeah, compounds true. the bad results. Yeah. And I think if there'd been people in the stadium, then I think it maybe will have accelerated his demise. If you can preempt what's going to happen, I'd say uh, it adds pressure either way. Yeah, Mark. That was exactly the question I was going to ask you. You know, as we talk about it on no, no worries. <laughs> we talk about it on the show a lot. I was going to say to Will, would it be different if the fans were in the stadium? But clearly, it would be a whole lot worse by the sound of things. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very much. So. Well, again, I can't speak for everyone, but I mean, we're all, we're all sensible people here. You can't go on the runs we've gone on and play the football that we have been playing—a low possession game, hoping to hit people on the counter, but not hitting people on the counter and losing games horrendously. Uh, that's not what fans want to see. Sorry, Buck. Would he still be in a job if the fans were in the stadium? Yeah, we've we talked about this actually. I don't think he would, but you can you never know with with Mike Ashley. You just oh. never know, do you? Well, if he's not spending Ashley's money, Ashley will keep him in there. Would be my guess. <laughs> That's the thing. He he was the one that was given forty five million pound yeah, by Joe Linton. True. Yeah, it's really the floodgates have opened ever since Stevie Stevie Bruce has come in. Rafa Bizarre, isn't money. it? Yeah. I mean, look, well, the reality is, I mean, I'm going to ask you if you think you're going to stay up, but I mean, I'm just looking at the table now. You're in 16th. You've got 10 points on Fulham, who are in 18th. I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say that you're probably going to going to be okay, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you think you're going to? St- I mean, are you going to stay up? I hope so. Um, if you'd asked me maybe three games ago, I would have said, no, we're doomed. We're, up. Mm. we're doomed. And on our podcast, we did a championship special a few weeks ago, almost preempting, <laughs> setting our I expectations. Gallo, the, we, could call, we could call that the Gallowgate humour, couldn't we? Yeah, literally. Yeah, you literally could. Yeah, it's all doom and gloom very much so. We're, uh, we're very dramatic people, you can probably say. It will go either way. But 
Yeah, ask me a few games ago, probably would have said yes. I think yeah. we're going to have to very much rely on other teams slipping up. But when you lose 1-0 to Sheffield United as well, that wasn't all that long ago. Yeah. We should these are the you know, these are the teams we should be beating, the, the Leeds, the Aston Villas, and we've just not been doing it, which is uh, it's not good enough. I reckon you'll be all right though if you get the injuries, the players that are injured mm. come back. Because uh, there was a fluidity. I'll keep going on about them, but uh, Wilson and Fraser just seem to be uh, with um, with the other boy um, whose name I've forgotten, the uh, the winger. Um, uh, I, I just thought the you know you're, you're likely to score with this setup. I just think you've been really unfortunate. I think I think they were they're two signings that have. Uh, if, I if agree. You, they'll score some goals. It's quite unfortunate they're injured. It's yeah. just difficult. They haven't linked up, and I think it's it's probably not fair to put it on on those two because. Callum Wilson's played 21 games this season. We've played 23 in total. So you can't really say the Fraser thing. He's been injured for a lot of, he's not really be, ever been up to match, match fitness. And he came yeah. on and got sent off when he came back. So he's not really hit the ground running, but there's enough talent in that squad to be doing a lot better than we are doing. And yeah. it's the tactics and it's the, the style of play that Stevie Bruce has been playing with five at the back, sitting back, just absorb the pressure, absorb everything finish the game when on less than the 30% possession and hope to God that you come out with it with a point or, yeah. or three points, God forbid. Is, is this what they'll do on Monday? Oh, God, no, because we probably don't have enough people to play five at the back. <laughs> That's the only reason, I'd say. Mm. Uh, no, we'd hope not. We'd hope not. How do you think it's going to go, Will? I think we'll lose. <laughs> score? I, score? I, I never like to say that. Um, score... I mean, I think you'll probably put a few past us. I'm going to go. Really? Have you have you been watching us recently? Um, no, but I've been watching us. Uh, <laughs> but well, we're, we're averaging about two shots on target a game at the moment. Yeah, I just think you'll you'll pick holes. I just know you will. Uh, I know it's all very doom and gloom, and I wish I'd I wish I could be more positive. I was. No, I'm delighted that you're not. You, definitely, I'm, I'm delighted you're not. Obviously, as a Chelsea fan, I'm delighted you're not. I, I think what will happen is that Tuchel will have tactics and Brucey won't, and that might make the difference, perhaps. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so it may not necessarily be pumping loads of goals past us, but I think the the result yeah. is is pretty. Uh, I mean, if, if Brucey does kind of like wish to dirty his hands and use tactics, I can I could phone him up now. And say, so, oh, Brucey, because I've actually interviewed Steve Bruce millions of years ago for TV. And, yeah, and I actually thought he, this is probably why it probably comes through when I talk to you about him. But I actually really liked him. He's a proper old football bloke and he's got a really good sense of humor and he can laugh at himself. And I, I liked him. But I, so I'll, I'll ring him up in a minute and I'll say, Brucey, all you have to do is pack the defense and press us. And, and we'll sit there fannying about, passing side by side, side to side, side to side, side to side. We won't figure out that actually what we need to do is go long. So that's what he needs to do. And you, I mean, I could see you if you do that. If you, if you, I mean, Barnsley, championship side. I mean, okay, dodgy pitch, cold freezing weather, la, 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 la. But I mean, you know, they they figured out how to play against us and we were clueless, mate. Absolutely yeah. clueless. So I don't think you're bereft of all hope if, if Brucey does actually bother to think about a, a game plan. Well, maybe that's that's the side that Graham Jones can bring in, and maybe that's the point. Um, but hopefully, he can bring a bit of now. But we've certainly been playing better football over the last three games, and that's showing. We've been playing a high press. We've been playing a four-four-two or four-two-two-one or whatever you want to call it, which has immediately kind of galvanised the squad. Um, so I don't know. I don't. We can hope, but I'd probably. Uh, I'd probably figure that it's, uh, it's going to go, go your well, way. I'll tell you what, mate. The one one consolation is, is that if you do get a whooping, 
you won't have had to travel all the way down from Newcastle That's and go true. all the way back up again on that a Monday true. night. I mean, I and the, you and I both know the irony of this is that they don't give a shit whether it's, you know, the fans are there or not. They'd still have yeah. had it on a Monday night and 100%. you thought wouldn't be getting back until three or four in the morning, which is outrageous. Yeah. We would have packed the stands. They would have packed the away end anyway. Yeah, I know. That's good yeah. Good for you. Yeah. All right, mate. So, well, can we get a final score prediction from you? Can we nail that colour to the mast? Well, I was going to say three there, but I, I'd, I'd hope we'd nick a goal, but I reckon it might be a two or three one. Let's say, three, let's one. say, be optimistic and say two one to Chelsea. All Richie right. score. Richie all scores. Richie always scores. Richie always scores. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to bring in, uh, bring Papa Cisse back in. I think. <gasps> I was, I had, we all had a very well. Your tonight. Me would have had a really good view of that because we're both on that side of the ground, and I couldn't believe it when it went in. I was. Very I remember close. watching the video, and I don't think Didier Drogba could believe it either. There's a, there's a great video of him just in absolute awe. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Great memory for you, uh, not necessarily for us. But, Will, I mean, as always, brilliant to see you. Thank you so much for coming along. Um, I wish you, obviously, no luck at all on Sunday, on Monday even, but I, I wish you a huge amount of luck for the rest of the season. And I, I'm pretty sure, I think we're all agreed, boys, aren't we? I think they'll stay up happily. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th I think they'll stay up. I think the only thing that they'd have to worry about is if, if they did have a continued drop in form. I see their last game of the season is against Fulham. Oh, could be a grudge match. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think it'd be fine. Will I think we like leaving it till the end, to the last day of the season, actually. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we could. Fingers crossed. All right, mate. Well, look, great to see you. Um, good luck with the rest of the season. Good luck with the talk, talk of the tune podcast, which can be found can be found where precisely. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Talk of Tune Podcast. And then we're available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts and Acast as well. There we go. Good boy. All right. Lovely to see you, mate. You take care and hopefully we'll see you next season. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good evening. Great stuff. There you go. That's Will from Talk of the Tune Podcast. Uh, part of the Geordie Nation, which we didn't slip in at all while we were talking to him, but uh, I managed to get it in at the end. Now, in a, in a minute, we're going to go for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our preview of the Chelsea versus Newcastle United match. Right. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This, of course, is Stamford Chidge and the Chelsea Fancast, a Friday night preview show with uh, the Right Honourable uh, Lord Sir Jonathan Kidd. Fantastic to be on the show with uh, the lovely Mark. Yes, indeed. Mr Mark Meehan. Good evening. Lovely to be on the show too. Yes, absolutely. The man, I, I have to say, I mean, you know, I say every week, Mark, about you, but you have an you have an encyclopedic Chelsea football brain. How did that happen? Uh, I don't know, actually, because uh, what I'd say is if you ask me who scored sort of like games early in the season, I wouldn't remember a thing or last season, but that's probably more clouded by alcohol. <laughs> that period from sort of like mid 70s through to the 80s and early 90s, where probably I was drinking less. Yeah, it's probably sort of like stuck in my memory where the more I drink, the older I get. Yeah, I remember less. Yeah, I have no I mean, I, I remember nothing of the 80s, even though I was there. But that's because of my alcohol, etc. consumption. But actually, I'm, I'm just as bad now. So maybe it's just that I have a terrible memory. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I live for the moment. And then like a goldfish, it disappears five seconds later. Good. That's that's to be devoutly wished for, isn't it? Well, to have no memory. Yeah. yeah. 
It's almost like having no empathy. Maybe I'm a, 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 I'm, I am a psychopath or a sociopath in terms of my memory. Or a narcissist. Oh, we're all narcissistic, JK. <laughs> You'll know yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, we are. We're all narcissistic, mate. It's always as everything, JK. It's a question of degree. Deep. And Indeed. and in some people's case, malignancy. Yes, but yes. not me. Anyway, let's get on with the football. Um, always lovely to see these boys. I do love these. I, I was so tired. I was I staggered up the loft stairs to do this, thinking I would rather be in bed. And you you two have absolutely rejuvenated me. The word I was yeah, going to use. Yeah. There's a there's a spring in your yeah, step. Well, bless you're not, you. No, I, you're not. Walking, yeah, I've had a good day as well. Yeah, I, I actually had a Zoom call earlier with Mark Wall and Tim Rolls as well. So it's been, oh really? It's been a Zoom day. It's it was just nice talking to people and seeing their faces. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Legendary, legendary yeah. duo. Legendary. Yeah, he, he mixes in much higher circles than you and I, JK. <laughs> you know? well, I, think all, I think they're all fit big fish eaters. We're, we're just few, we're just plankton. Massive brains. Or as uh, Pete and Dudge used to say, fucking plankton. <laughs> yeah. That's all we are, mate. Anyway, uh, that, you know, I just had that weird, the, the whale uh, sketch has just popped in. What the fucking whale's ever done for us? Let's not go down there. Go Google it, people. Derek and Clive, you won't. You will thank me tomorrow. Anyway, right, we need to talk about the game on Monday, obviously, uh, which, of course, means we'll be podcasting on Tuesday. Uh, as a result of that, I better tell Dan this, otherwise he will wonder what's going on, but uh, I haven't actually bothered to tell him yet. Um, now, the first thing I want to talk about is to pick up on something that we were talking about in part one, really. And this also relates to Tommy Tuchel's uh, press conference about Havertz, who doesn't seem to be getting a look in. He doesn't seem to really be anywhere near what we need him to be. And Tuchel was basically saying that he is all potential. He does believe that he can, he can be Leverkusen, uh, you know, quality uh, ha habits in the future. Um, and he'll get there and we just have to be patient. And, and, and that's kind of really what I wanted to ask Jonathan, should we be patient or should we just be worried that we've spunked a lot of money up the wall and he might not I be don't. good enough or, or, or adapt to the Premier League, I think would be a fairer way of putting it. Well, you know, if they're good enough, they should, they should adapt, shouldn't they? Really, I think the the problem is is the the other great player we had who adapted and then was completely brilliant was Hazard for us, and uh, he uh, he started off with an energy he wasn't obvi obviously as good as how he became world class with us, but um, you already knew there was something special there. Whereas at the moment we're uh, we're seeing a boy slightly out of his depth, so um, I, I I almost think it's like finding. It's what Will was talking about, finding a position for people that they seem to work well in. And it might be that we haven't yet replicated what he did when he was at um, Leverkusen. But uh, um, you'd have thought that somebody as talented as that, and you only have to see how talented he is by uh, looking at a few YouTube videos, would be able to to express himself in any environment. So, um, I mean, I, I I'm trying to work out at the moment what, what uh, Tuchel thinks is the best way of playing tactically. As I, I, as I put on Twitter today, we've yet to see the press, which is what he employed on, on several occasions at, um, at Dortmund. He actually got them playing the way that, that Barnsley played. And, um, and I would be intrigued to see whether that works. Is that something he's going to be doing? I think the statement he made, um, in fact, the statement that was made, I think Joe Tweed's made it, I think was uh, in, on Twitter today that he... He's got some players play well in some systems 
and the they don't play well in the some people don't play in the three very well three at the back and the, those very same players play better when he's got four at the back and the others who played in the three I mean Alonso's an example obviously we'll keep going on about that um don't play well when he plays four um, and, and so um in a sense my, my slight um, dismay about all of this is that we know this all we're seeing is players playing the way that they've been playing all season and uh, I know he's got to discover this in a short space of time um, but uh, I have every faith that he'll come up with a combination of players that will be the regular first teamers and I think some are going to suffer and it may be that um, Havertz's journey is is a tricky one as is Sayek's as is Chilwell's I think it may be that he might come up with somebody else playing in a position that he moves them to you know you might end up with Reese James playing midfield because Reese James clearly is a class act and seems to be able to to work in any any setup but um, um, yes I, I really enjoyed him, him changing to the four because uh, Kante played much further back and looked to be a completely different player you know I don't think he plays well in the three so I'm I'm intrigued to see the answer to your question was about Havertz, but I'm intrigued to see what setup yeah. Havertz would work in if if at all. Well, you know I think we have to be prepared if these players don't work, he's not going to select them, and we may end up with a, a situation where he says, "I'm sorry, the team that I want to play with is a different setup." I know? think it's very early days yet still, and I think that's kind of the point that you're making. Yeah. Um, Mark, what what do you think about this? You know, and I think I think. I think just generally, I mean, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to going to segue into to I had I must I sit here saying how busy I am, and then I do all these things which clearly indicate that I must be bored, stupid, and I think it's half of this is because I've discovered lineup again and figured out how to use it. You see my graphic that I included in the notes, um, but I, I'm going to I'm going to segue into that in a minute. But Mark, you know, Havertz, uh, Chilwell, maybe not in form. Pulisic and Ziyech not in form. You know, Tuchel's got his got his uh, got his work cut out, hasn't he? He's got his work cut out. The, the thing the thing about Tuchel previously, he has got history of testing players out in different roles. So I think yeah, Jonathan may be right. He he probably hasn't in the short space of time he's been with us actually seen Havertz in a role you know he feels comfortable with and the player can play in. Um, you know he's only been in charge for what, less than a half half a dozen games. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm not. I'm not overworried habits at the moment. And but again, it might come to the point. Football's a brutal thing. You know, Tuchel is going to be judged on results. And he may get to that point where he sort of says, Look, I've I've tested players out in different formations. I can't find something that fits for him. I'm going, I'm going to go with the players that fit my system. Again, like I would never have thought last night, you know, I don't think it worked. Emerson in a three at the back. No, I was very upset about that, but he was all right. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not something I would have thought of, you know. No. You know, but you know, Tuchel's probably testing it out. I'd have probably gone with Alonso in the three at the back, maybe, and probably have Chilwell playing, you know, further down as the left yeah. wing back. So yeah. he probably is going to do that, and he's yeah. going to experiment for a short period of time till he gets to, you know, the team he is comfortable with. For most games, he'll still tinker. Yeah, I think yeah. he will tinker. Yeah. I mean, I I think as far as Havertz is concerned, I, I think patience is actually. A sensible ploy. I mean, we, we've all, you know, you, me, and JK, we've all been around long enough to know that a lot of players come from abroad and it takes them a year to get their head around the Premier League, which is a very, very different league. Faster, you get less time and space, it's more aggressive and physical, all of these things. And then factor in they've got to adapt to a new country. I mean, you know, look at Ian Rush, you know, he thought living in Italy was like living in a foreign country. You know, it could be really difficult. 
Uh, and I think COVID is having a massive effect too. But I think the biggest thing of all with Havertz that we need to be patient about is the fact he's still very, very young. He's only about 21, 22, isn't he, JK? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So he's young, you know. I think he might need a bit of time. I think there's a hell of a player in there. I mean, we we were raving. We kept on calling him silky smooth at the beginning of the season. That, he had a ma magical leg, yeah. didn't he? He's a good player, but he might take a bit of time. Now, I think this kind of segues, as I said a minute ago, into what I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, on that theme, that I think we've got a lot of players at the moment who are Tuchel or no in really poor form. So I've put together what I think is our best team at the moment, playing 3-4... Uh, three four two one, which is what he likes to play, we think. Uh, what is our best team on form at the moment? And I'll read them out. I know you've all got them there, but the listeners haven't. So Mendy in goal, Aspilicueta as the right of the three centre back, Silva obviously as the middle centre back, Rudiger on the left centre back, then Alonso uh, as the kind of the left wing back, Conte, Kovacic as the double sixes, Reese James as the right centre-back, and then Mount and Hudson, well, Hudson on the left of the two, uh, of him and Mount, and Abraham up front. For me, those are our, that is our best 11 on form, you know, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. You know, James is playing brilliantly. Aspie's good in a three, so I'd have him in there all day long. Silver was brilliant when he's fit, and I know he's not fit. Rudiger's done a decent job in a three, and I think he can do that. Alonso has done a decent job as a left wing-back, and we know that's where he plays best. Uh, Conte is a world-class player and you've got to play him, period. So that leaves a choice of Kovacic, Gilmore and Jorginho. Um, I'd have Kovacic over Jorginho all day long and, and twice on Sundays. Um, I don't think Gilmore's quite ready as a starter yet. I think he needs a bit, you know, he, he's not quite there. But uh, you could put him in for Kovacic quite happily. Uh, but Kovacic is all right. As I said, we all like the way that he bursts forward and I think that gives us an out. So I'd have those two in there. Hudson Doy is on fires, playing brilliantly. He's even better on the left, so stick him out on the left. And Mount, you cannot you cannot start a game without Mount. He's our best player by a country mile. And at the moment of the strikers, you know, Werner can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. Giroud is up and down like a yo-yo. Tammy has his faults, but my God, he scores goals. So for me, that is our best team on form at the moment, Mark. Strangely enough, I sort of like, before I saw the script for tonight, I wrote down, because I knew you'd ask a question, a possible team for tonight. I only had two variations on that. Um, I I would agree wholeheartedly at the back, but I had Christensen in because I thought he'd play on Monday and I didn't think Silver would. He, he, Silver, will, he will play on Monday because Silver's out. Because Silver's out, because exactly. So if Silver's fit, I'd agree 100%. So I, I'd, I'd pick my team for Monday and I'd had Christensen in the back instead of Silver. Tough choice. Um, I had Hudson Adoy's wing back, but I do agree with your point. He's great out on the left. Instead well, of uh, as a two behind the striker, he's, he's brilliant there as well. Uh, and I, I, I had Werner in team because I just thought, you know, listening to um, Tuchel, I think he'll play Werner on Monday night. But I agree. If you're playing the players in form, your your eleven is a good eleven. But I think, you know, the only variation I had, what I think the team will be on Monday, is I think he'll start with Werner, and I think Hudson Adoy be on the right instead of James. If Werner still can't hit a fat cow up the arse with a banjo, you know, the likelihood he could bring Reese James on and push Hudson Adoy out on the left. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is kind of what he did yeah. uh on, on, on Thursday. What do you reckon, JK? Um, I agree. I think he'll play Werner, because I think he mentioned him actually in the presser today. I just think he I just think he he likes the speed that he gives. I know Abraham is obviously uh much more informed. But I think he, I think if he plays, I think 
uh, Mark's right. I think, I think uh, like, he, he's going to play. He'll he'll play if you if you've got my little graphic up. He'll play Werner where Hudson Odoi is, and Hudson Odoi will be the right wing back, and it'll either be James or Aspie Big in the three. I, yeah, I wonder. I wonder the way they ended up with Odoi on the left. I think he just might swap Werner for Abraham. I actually also think he'll play Jorginho instead of Conte. I know it's nothing. We don't want to hear that. No, no, I, I, think, I think you might well be right. But as I said, yeah. on form, I think I've, yeah, I've I, about yeah. nailed it there. On, on second half form, I thought that he was very poor in the first half, Conte. He seems to, when he plays further forward at the moment, he's just a bit headless chicken-like. Whereas when he was in the structure, where he was playing playing in the two, playing further back, mm. I thought he was back to his best. Um, in fact, I think it, it made us look much better in the second half. I think we were much more in control. And it, it, it made me think that it held it together for the last 15 minutes where they just couldn't get out of their own half, which was absolutely bizarre. Yeah. But I... I I'm um, I'm really worried by the way that they they've just all the chickens have come home to roost. You know, everybody's playing um, all the things that we've noticed. It's like Rudiger made several absolutely appalling errors in the and game. Don't, don't forget did. his wonderful goal last week. Well, indeed, what he played he played against Barnsley as badly as he'd been playing before when we just said he should never play for the first team again. So, but it's a it's a journey of adventure for Tuchel, and he will. He will come up with different combinations. Also, to be fair to him, they're all they're playing so often, and he's got to he's got to to jiggle them about for injuries and fitness, just generally. But um, uh, I'm I'm just still not convinced that um, um, uh, that he he well he, I'm not convinced he he I'm not convinced that this will be the system. I don't think that three at the back will be. It may be dumped. He may find another way of playing. And as I said, he still hasn't done the pressing thing. Which uh, which he did at um, uh, at Dortmund. So and I don't know who that would be with the fittest players. Who would that be? Who would they be? Obviously Mount non-stop oh, I think, James. I think Mount Kante, Kovacic definitely yeah, James, yeah. Yeah, Chilwell. Yeah, yeah. I mean there are fit lads in there. Mark. Uh, the other thing I was going to add because um, it's it's going to be quickly around the corner. He probably needs to find something what he's comfortable with soon because just over a week's time we go to Atletico Madrid. Oh, I know. Now, now, I don't know what country we're going to play that in, but that's uh, the Romania, there. aren't we? I think it, it's... It's, I, I heard Bucharest, yeah. So yeah. It's, looking, it's looking like Romania. But we, we've only got two games now before Atletico Madrid. So he needs to be comfortable with a really good system, you know, going to that first game yeah. in the Champions League. Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting stuff. Well, we'll see on Monday because he'll, he'll name the side and we'll just show how right or wrong we are. But I think really my, my point is, is not to, to second guess Tuchel. I think it's just to really explore how poor a lot of the form of a lot of the players is i mean right now um you know you'd be hard pressed to pick um pulisic or ziech or Havertz. i mean if we were really honest and and we and, and we took on board what you know jonathan so passionately said last monday Werner doesn't deserve his place on form at all at the moment Giroud, after that performance the other week doesn't deserve a place uh, in the team I mean, I think Jorginho was good against teams that, you know, were happy to to cede possession. But the minute he plays against anybody who, try, who wants to run through him, he's, oh. you know, you see how poor he is. So, poor United, yes. United. so, you know, he's a question mark, of course, as he always is. And I think that's really where we are. You know, there are really very few people you can add into that side on form at the moment. And I think that's worrying. And I think that's kind of really what we're all saying anyway. Other than all of that, um, Mark's right. We've got we've got some really tough fixtures coming up. 
Uh, we've got the Atletico. Who else have we got, Mark? We've got Everton, Man United. United. Yeah. Yeah, Everton, Man United, Southampton. And Dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds. We've got uh, both. Well, we've got Atletico Madrid, but there's a month uh, between those two. We got the Liverpool. When would when do you think the Liverpool match will be arranged rearranged to? Because that's uh, that that's been elbowed because of the Sheffield United Cup match, hasn't it? Anybody yeah. know? I'm just seeing if they've actually put a date in yet. No, it's two TBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean that might end up being played later in the season, which might or may or may not be a bad thing. Actually, uh, I mean, there's a good argument to say, can we play them tomorrow? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, there's some tough games coming up. So he hasn't got a lot of time to really figure this out. And I, I kind of feel for him because I think he's got one hand tied behind his back by the the incredibly, you know, the incredible poor form of a lot of players, which, of course, bedeviled Frank for quite a while. And I think that's very unfortunate for him. And I think the reality is, JK, you know, he's doing all right, Tuchel. You know, he's yet to be defeated. We've conceded, what, a couple of goals? One goal? Defensively, we seem to be pretty, yeah. pretty sure. You know, that's the one area you can honestly say they can hang on. I mean, they hung on to the one nil, and they, you know, once again, um, uh, because we're so used to the opposition scoring in the last minute against us, like in the Newcastle game last year, we're all going, "Oh my God, no! Don't give another free kick away in the same place again." How many times did that happen last night? Oh God, um, non-stop in the on the right-hand side. You just thought, Kante, don't foul him. Oh. James, don't foul. Oh, God, they're whisking again. But we were we were defending well. So even though we're hanging on, um, the, the, the earlier on in the season or even last season in particular, we'd have we'd have conceded two goals and lost. Whereas there's a there's a solidity to that. It's just the rest of the uh, the rest of the players at the moment can't seem to do anything but as you say, to pass it sideways or backwards. It's just absolutely bizarre. I mean, two shots for goodness sake. He's got to find. He will be working on this, though. Actually, do you know what, J.K.? That's. A, I'm amazed we haven't really thought about that. I mean, I, I think I, I, maybe because I forgot to put the bloody stats graphic in that I like to to, to grab off flash score. It's astonishing, and I meant I said this to Will, didn't I? In, in high dudgeon, it is astonishing at the moment how few bloody shots on target we're getting every yeah. game at the moment. I mean, there were we had two shots on target against Barnsley. One of those was the goal. I mean, for God's sake, it's really beginning to do my Sweden, as you can tell. Well, I think it's it's they can't deal with the press. They can't deal with with which is he's discovered. You know, the 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 press prevents them from well, whether they panic when they get into a goal scoring situation, they can't get up there. We could not get out of our own half in the last twenty minutes of that game against Barnsley, which is just. Uh, you know, it's just not good enough, I'm afraid. All right. You know? Well, look, I mean, the bottom line is, Mark, we're, we're uh, you know, we're in... I mean, I think, you know, as I said, he's done all right. I mean, we've, uh, we're unbeaten since he turned up. We have, in fact, uh, let in one goal against Sheffield United. Um, and I agree, we, we have sorted the defence out. And we're getting away with it, I think, in, in spite of the paucity of efforts on goal. We're fifth. We're only a few points. I mean, we're six points behind United, who are in second. We've got we're one point behind Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool have got uh, a tough match uh, this weekend. They're, they've got Leicester away. Um, City have got Tottenham. Well, that won't really bother us too much, per se. United have got a, a gimme against West Brom, I would say. You know, it's important that we keep the momentum going, as I was saying. And, you know, if Liverpool don't get a result at, at uh, Leicester, we could end up being fourth. Mind you, West Ham have got they've got Sheffield United at home, so that won't be easy for them. But you would expect them to win. So 
we've got to keep the momentum going, haven't we, Mark? Do you think we will? I, I think we will. And again, you know, even just mentioning Prem predictions, that's the sort of game West Ham will lose, you know, and I'll, I'll go for a West Ham win and they'll end up losing the Sheffield United. Back to us, five games in, as you say, one goal conceded, uh, unbeaten. It's a promising start from Tuchel. I can't see us dropping points on Monday. I really, I really can't. Um, it is a bit sort of yo-yo our season has been, even like earlier in the season when the defence was poor and the, the, the attack was doing well. Then we got the defence sorted. So we're back again now to a defence that's sorted and looks quite stable to an attack that is misfiring. Um, and I think the other fascinating thing is, and uh, yeah, Henry Winter would be delighted, is yeah, the players are shining or all made in Cobham. Yeah. yeah, it's the youngsters that are really holding their own at the moment, and it's all the big money purchases that's actually letting you know the new manager down, and letting themselves down. So, um, I'm I'm optimistic for Monday night. I, I I think we should win, and we should win reasonably well. We shouldn't screw this one up. Mm, I love your optimism, Mark. J.K. Like me, you're you know you're a bit you, one week you're pessimistic, the next week you're optimistic. No, no, I'm I'm pessimistic all okay. the time. I was trying to be kind. I know you were, but at the same time, I'm I'm optimistic about the manager. I just think what I've been saying is is um, everything that we knew about the players is being thrown at him in spades, yeah. in buckets. He just he can see what we've been seeing for the last year and a half with these players. Um, and you'd have thought that some would would just um, attempt to play out of their skins for the new manager, but it's it's apparently not happening. So. Um, but yeah, the positive, we're not giving goals away. Um, he somehow managed to, uh, um, other than the odd dreadful error that Rudiger makes, he, he's, he makes the odd excellent clearance and block. Um, uh, but he's always been a bit like that. Um, uh, Dave works better in a three um, and doesn't have to cross. So if you have James playing, at least the ball is crossed over excellently by James. But yeah, the James Mount and, uh, and um, Abraham and Adoy have just been... Uh, um, the standout players for me. And um, some of the others should be a bit ashamed, actually. Mm. So what are you going to go for? 4-0. Um, 4-0. Four nil. Four nil. To, to yeah. Newcastle? We'll have four shots on goal. Um, Werner will score off his arse. We'll score, it'll be 4-0. We'll have two shots on goal. No, no, four shots on goal. No, no, no. Four shots. Well, all right. They'll score two own goals. How about that? <laughs> I, I think we've we've all seen a match, and I think it might have been Chelsea, where we actually scored more goals than we had shots on target. Yes, I, Mark, yes. It's kind of thing Mark would have remembered if it had been in the 70s or the 80s, but won't remember if it was a few weeks ago. But I'm bloody sure I remember that. Can't for the life of me remember which game it was. So you're going 4-0. Seriously, 4-0. Uh, uh, yeah, but well, I think he'll... I, I keep being optimistic about this because I think he'll have done his research. I think they are... They are really beleaguered by injury, and um, uh, unless they change the way they're going to play, I think they'll uh, they'll just sit back, and then we'll we'll you know it, it might be a bit tedious, but we're 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 not bad at playing against teams that sit back. It's the teams who who rush us are the problem. Um, well, we might then get into Sarri ball. We might just have seventy five percent possession and eight eight hundred passes and uh, and no shots. But no, I, I'm I, I don't think they're good enough, Newcastle to. Uh, um, to win on Monday, I just think you know. Let's let's hope we we the floodgates open, we get a couple of goals, and they and we get a couple more. You know, it would be nice for the team. It'll be really interesting to see. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of you know I, I I'm kind of of the view that if if Tommy Tuchel had half the football brain that I obviously do, then he'd pick the side that I've I you know laid out before you all a minute ago. Obviously, with the exception of Silver of Silver, who we know is out, so Christensen would be in the middle. 
I, I, I'm licking my lips actually at the prospect of Hudson Odoi and Mount playing in a two behind Abraham because that's got you know Made in Cobham written all over it, hasn't it? And as I said, I think if he, you know, if he's a good manager, pick the fucking players that are in form at the moment. You know, pick the players that are in form. Football is pretty damn simple, really. Do that, and we'll get a good result, I reckon. Um, but you know, having said that, I totally get it. If Newcastle come with absolutely no ambition and uh, sit there and want to cede possession and hit us on the break. You can see why Joe, uh, why uh, uh, Jorginho might come in. Absolutely, and I get that he's really good against teams that don't want to play, yeah. but he's not very good against teams that do want don't want to play, but counterattack really aggressively and quickly. Because of course he's you know slower than an oil tanker. But so you know yeah. who'd be a manager? Eh? It's not easy. I am going to go. I'm actually going to err on the side of caution. Although I li I like what Will had to say about the fact that their right and left back are not up to much because that could be really good for us. But I'm still. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two nil. I'm going to be quite cautious. So there you go, two nil. I say. I think I'll give them one. Richie always scores. I think I said that. Yeah. He always seems to get lucky. Go four one. I'll make. All it. right, four one for J.K. Two nil to me, Mark. I'll be the sandwich in the middle. I'm going to go for three. three okay, nil. three nil or three one. The th three nil. Uh, I think the only way I could see them scoring would be if they bought some Andy Cowell on and just threw him up front and wanted bouncing off his ass. Never mind yeah. Werner's ass. So I, I think the defence is playing well at the moment. It's the attack we need to sort out. So let's work on the base. The defence do their job tomorrow. We play the usual three at the back, uh, and we get th the right people up front in form and get three goals between them. Now, have I, as I've got your attention, Mark, uh, would you like to remind everybody how uh, about the big sleep out? Yeah, certainly can, can do. And actually, I'll start with a thank you because um, we've only we only announced it last week, and already in the first week of the sleep out since we announced it, two thousand pounds raised already. So again, if you're listening in and you've donated or you've agreed to take part, a really big thank you. Early days, but we want to raise over the next six to seven weeks thirty thousand pounds. Uh, if you've not heard about the sleep out before, what the Chelsea Supporters Trust is doing, it's teaming up with the Oswald Stoll Foundation, who do a wonderful job supporting vulnerable veterans with home and support in a building next door to Stamford Bridge. They've been there for 100 years. They deal with people who've served in recent conflicts, experience things like you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, physical injury you know, once they've left the armed service, but also experience a tragedy that is rough sleeping. You know, they continue to do an absolutely brilliant job. You know, we think the world of them. We had a successful sleep out just over 18 months ago. We aim to do the same again. Um, hopefully, um, you'll log on to the Chelsea Supporters Trust website, you know, and you can either individually, you know, make a donation through Virgin Money Giving, or you can set yourself up and get people to sponsor you. Whichever one you do, you'll be most welcome. And what I found fascinating, because again, on the fan call sometime, you know, uh, overseas fans can sometimes come for, in for a bit of stick. Well, actually, the overseas fans really make up a large portion of that 2,000 donation so far. So we've had people in Bahrain, in South Africa, in Nigeria, in America, in Australia, in the first week getting involved. So big thanks to them. Oh, the other thing, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are with our good friend Paul Cannaville. Canners did the sleep out with us last time, and obviously... You know, the last time I spoke to him was a couple of weeks ago and he was aiming to do the sleep out again. Hopefully he recovers and be well enough to do so. Um, but we're thinking of him at this you know, this particular moment in time. And we echo, well. I totally echo that. Big love going out to Paul always. He's a, such a mate of ours and 
been on the show loads of times. Um, how does one, if one wanted to take, to take part in the sleep out, Mark, what does one do? I would say go on to the Chelsea Supporters Trust website or if you go uh, alternatively on the Virgin Money Giving and just type in big virtual Stamford Bridge sleep out, uh, it'll come up if you Google it. Uh, and it'll give you instructions to either start fundraising yourself or just to make a one-off donation. All right. Uh, the trust has got a very good um, sort of like web page link. Uh, and if you are setting up your own page, it'll give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to do it. I'm an idiot when it comes to things like that. And the instructions were so simple. Even I could do it relatively quickly. And I've already set, set, set up my page on Virgin Money, money Giving. Excellent. Well, there you go. Get involved, people. I need to sign up soon and do all that because I should be taking part again uh, and it's a very very worthy cause right that's enough from us this week uh, we will be back on Monday me and JK no we won't we'll be back on Tuesday we will we'll be back on Tuesday me JK and Dan Silver for the normal uh, kind of uh, you know what is normally the Monday night Chelsea fan cast obviously we'll be looking back to uh, the Newcastle United match, which is on the Monday night. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating a big, a big victory with lots of goals. Um, there's no uh, midweek match this week. We'll be bereft of things to talk about. So there you go. So get a few emails in. That'll give us something to talk about. All right, uh, J.K., you've been an absolute delight, dear boy, as always. It's been delightful to be on the show with uh, the the Chelsea brain that is Mark Mean. Mm, indeed, the brain. We'll call Mark the brain Mean. We'll call him. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Always good to see you. Uh, really, really good to be on. You know, it's a, it's a really good way to spend the start of a weekend with you two. Really there good we go. Lovely. I'm going to let you into a secret, Jake. I'm changing things a little bit on Tuesday. I'm going to give you a free reign. You know, so so when I've, when I've done my when I've done my introduction and the Mixler thing, and I'll, I'll I, I'm not even going to bother with any structure. I've learned after eight years of working with you that it's pointless anyway. So I might as well just let you go for five minutes, talk yourself out. And that actually, that's great because it's a really good preview into the show because, you know, you'll summarise everything anyway. So it's, I, I've, I've, I've learned the error of my way. It's only taken me eight years. I look forward to it. And then at least you won't be going, oh, no, you're giving the guy no. No, I'm just no. going to say fuck it and let you get on with it. Get your rant out. Um, I have to say that this is not entirely my own decision. Uh, I have been influenced by the court of public opinion. Uh, you've been getting a lot of love on Discord for being very ranty and passionate. And, you know, <laughs> I tried to you believe i tried to get on discord and i can't my password oh, I, i'll work. give you another password oh great i'll, I'll, I'll whatsapp you a password but uh, and i was saying he's really annoying and i have to get him to shut up all the time they said Stop, no no don't shut him up we like it let him carry on i said oh okay then i will so there you I, go I say, i'm very yeah, listening sorry, in very much. hang on one of you on sorry yeah listening on monday i thought jk was fantastic in that opening segment it was very entertaining listening to it even though i didn't oh, agree okay. with some of the stuff he's saying about Werner. It was still a must listen. It there really we go. Yeah. There Thank we you. go. Thank you. The red rag was the uh, was the man of the match, and it was also the fact that there was a kind of consensus. Everybody go, oh yes, yes, and I thought, and that's why I got sort of <laughs> stung. It's like the the wasp, the man of the match wasp stung me, and I was just off. But yeah, no, I got I got a tweet from somebody just saying, you know, it's not it, this guy isn't this isn't good enough. This is all about. Um, the next step is he's like the guys having a go at Mount and um, any guys having a go at Mount. This is this guy's like that by somebody who um, only had four followers and apparently never posted anything. So I thought somebody set this up, this site, just to uh, to have a go at me, this this um, this handle. So I was trying to work out who it was and trying to see. But um, 
Uh, I've blocked them anyway. It was so Dan Silver. <laughs> well, no, I, I, think, <laughs> I didn't think it was Dan. I was just thinking this is clearly a wind up. This is a complete wind up by somebody. And I answered it seriously. I should have thought, no, I should have just, you know, put a man breaking wind or something as a as a gift. You know, I should have done something ridiculous. Invite him round to tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be the good thing to then, do. Then, yeah. then you can rant at them personally. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, look, I'm looking forward to Tuesday already, actually. And as I said, I just wanted you to know that that I, I am not a dictator, and I listen. I listen to people. Good. Thank you. Well, I hope I come up to scratch. If I'm, if I'm wrong I... about things, I will admit it and say, "Let's try another way." So there you go. And I'm looking forward to that already. You know, the pressure's now on, Chick. Pressure's now on for Yeah, me I know. I know what will happen. I can predict it. So, so there we go. It's uh, so let's uh, talk about the Newcastle match. So. Uh, uh, I think a bit of a little bit of that. So what do you think, JK? And I'll go, well, I thought they... Not a lot. Were, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what'll happen. Anyway, yeah. we've got to go. It's been brilliant seeing you both. Enjoy the weekend. Have a nice weekend off. Uh, enjoy the game on Monday. You lot out there, particularly the people in Mixler, uh, have a safe weekend. Lovely to see so many of you in there on a Friday night, as always. I'll be shoving this podcast up sometime tonight. And then we will be back on Tuesday night, as I said. So thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! <laughs> Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.